Yeah, we booked the time, Matt. We got to do it. I know. Uh, not for lack of technical difficulties, though. We're only running an hour behind. Right. So, hi. Hi. I guess we're starting. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the 59th episode of your, yes. at least your trying program. So, we're um, we're trying to record again a, a final show before the end of 2015. Uh-huh, right at, right at the end. Uh, yep. Screeching to a halt. Um, you had 58 in the notes here. I fixed it. It's, it's okay. 59, right? Right, it's 59. 59. 59. Um, and right off the bat... Where, where would we? Where are the, where are the notes? Well, the uh, the last part of the URL will definitely be fifty nine. Uh, the first part is <laughs> testing me early. It's early, Jody. Uh, gtradio.net slash aoit slash five nine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's where that's where you'll find them. Right. And um, in case anybody's forgotten, you can email us where, Jody. Alyt dot show at gmail dot com. Oh, okay, you're on the ball as well. Nice. Uh, yeah, I've been up a lot this morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know I wanted to complain about running out of coffee and uh, and it being early, but I don't think I'm allowed to do that yes. after the morning you described. While Matt was fixing the recorder, I got him all caught up on 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 all the projectile vomiting and the babies being awake that happened from one <laughs> uh, thirty a.m. all the way up through six a.m. this morning. So, Whew. yeah, that happened. Um, I didn't get all out of sleep. That's brutal, dude. But uh, here we are, recording at the workshop, our own, our own private makerspace here. Right, right. I do like it here. I do like it here. There's there's some talk about whether or not we can afford to keep it going. The the makerspace, mm. good times workshop. Oh dear. I know. I don't. I don't like that talk because I, I really like it here. But at the same time, I don't. I don't want it to go away. I don't want it to go away, but... I don't want it to go away before my kids are old enough to take advantage of it. Uh, well, we, we we may have to um, sell you a partial subscription yeah. or something well, in order if, to make if this... It's, if it's going away, I, I certainly will uh, seriously entertain being a, a junior or a senior member. Yeah, I, I, I really like it here, uh, both for working on things like my truck or... Um, more just for like hanging out and watching the canonical listener build stuff. Yeah, that's been great. He's got some projects <laughs> going on out there. Uh, yeah, he's building a cool thing. He was uh, working on his aluminum spot welding skizzles because he's putting together a a uh, what do you call it? A that's hood, a range hood, right? A range hood that's for a uh, pat of his forthcoming podcast, yeah. uh, which will now apparently include uh, house flipping because he's yeah, getting good at that. The podcast is going to be. I mean, has Vanilla Ice already locked that space down? Oh. The, uh... What? The musical house flipper? Rock and roll house flipper? Um, <laughs> rock... Maybe. Maybe. Oh, is he back into hip-hop now? Or is I he the Rastafarian or some bull... I think that's Snoop Dogg. Okay. I'm thinking of Snoop Dogg. Snoop, Snoop Lion. <laughs> Excuse me. Pardon me. I was thinking of Snoop okay. Lion. I and I was thinking of Vanilla Ice. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever gets that joke when I make it. Anyway, uh, right. So, anyway, I, I, I certainly hope that the uh, the Good Times Workshop is around for a long time. Yeah, and I, I might be able to kick in if, if need be. Oh, okay, well, you, you've just said that on the internet, so... Yeah, it's official. Okay. Uh, I, I, I am serious about that. Yeah, I, I think we can I think we can uh, go at least another year. I... I also, just really don't want to move my stuff. That's true. Everybody's crap is here. <laughs> it's like, There's a lot of inertia happening right now. There's a lot of inertia uh, that keeps us paying the bills. 
Anyway, that's where we're at. We're in the in the office, which is um, it's not as warm as it has been. No, but it's certainly not quite um, not as warm as it should be. Really, workshop weather. Yeah. I, should, do we have to talk about El Nino now? Oh. No, forget no. it. Okay, so we're not going to... Let's go ahead and, and say what we're not going to talk about in our year in review show. We're not going to talk about El Nino. not going to talk about Apple Watches. We're not going to talk about the Apple Watch. Um, we're not going to talk about Star Wars. That's true. Let's not talk about Star we're gonna Wars. We're going to be the one podcast <laughs> that doesn't talk it, about it, Star in Wars. The, in the hour and 15 minutes we've been here, it has not even come up. Hmm. That's true. We talked about it a lot the other day at the party, though. Yeah, that's, that is true. We got it all out. All yeah. out of our system. Yeah. In you fact, guys, <laughs> listeners, you don't need to hear it. Did you? I said we were going to talk about it, but did you hear that that uh, the Good Times family has a Facebook group for discussing Star Wars now? <laughs> no, I did not know that. <laughs> we also have a group for discussing our groups, but yo, dog, yeah, that's a lot of groups. <laughs> it is. It is. All right. Anyway, um, a little bit of... Uh, real follow-up. Real, a tiny bit of real follow-up. I had written, uh, last week or whenever I made all these purple notes, I had written that I had more ideas for ways to use your internet open sign, but then I didn't write down what those ideas were, and... And, and, and you've forgotten them. And I've forgotten, because yeah. I'm, I'm a bad podcaster. I mean, I carry around index cards, I carry around a goddamn cell phone, and I just don't capture anything. Well, uh, <laughs> just a mess, Jody. Yeah. I'm a mess, I'm which we're going to talk about it for our next follow up. But, but yeah, but I liked what something that we just discussed: the idea of expanding the Internet Open Sign Switch idea to being a big steampunk switchboard mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, a hip Seminole Heights restaurant could hang up on the wall and have have you know large uh, Industrial Revolution looking. Uh, Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein switches. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk <laughs> kind of switches or, you know, squeak, squeak, squeak valves you can turn in order to tell the internet hyper-specific things like, is there room for a party of two to eat at the bar? Yes. Uh, I, I can see this. Uh, is your Sazerac ready? Is your Sazerac <laughs> Right. Is your, is your Sazerac ready? I can totally see this at uh, Ella's or, or Fodder and Shine. At Ella's, everybody would just assume it was a piece of artwork. That's true. It would fit right in That's with true. the design aesthetic. Or at, at Fodder and Shine, you could water this specific succulent behind the bar, <laughs> and that would <laughs> right. right. Or slide the succulent over on the rack, and that would oh, be oh, like an ab, uh, like a, a cactus abacus. abacus. Yes, <laughs> a cactabacus. Cactabacus. Band name? No. Huh. Uh, Invisible mountain. Invisible. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, so Listener of the Dawn, while we were working on our uh, our side projects that I talked about last episode, yeah, he went off on a on a tangent about this this idea. You know, hardware, of course, uh, furnished by Priceless Projects, right. LLC.com. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Matt and I were talking I like a it. little bit about that <clears throat> beforehand. Oh, uh, the, the uh, you know where this goes? What's that? This goes at the speakeasy. The speakeasy? The speakeasy. Which one? The... That that one the in one, South Tampa? The one in South Tampa. Have you been there? Once. Did to you, get a gift card. Did you like it? Well, you just got a gift card. I uh, yeah, I didn't get to hang out there. Uh, I didn't I really that, like it. Uh, no, I didn't dig it as much as I thought I would. The, yeah. Saz- the Sazerac was monstrously overpriced, although tasty. Okay. Well, I mean, Sazerac should not be an expensive drink. You know, that's why it's the official cocktail of New Orleans. Not because it's... Not because it's 
difficult or fancy or, or, or upmarket or something. It's it's meant to be made with cheap rye whiskey. Yeah. Old, it, old overholt or... Uh, it does involve ingredients that not everybody usually has on hand. Right. But they're not, they're not pricey ingredients. So they're, you know, what, does that make them costly or expensive? I forget. <laughs> um, so, so wait, what other speakeasy were you speaking of? Well, there are pop-up speakeasies here and there in uh, in Ybor City, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I guess that makes them more like a real speakeasy. Yeah, yeah. I I, I wasn't a big fan. I, I do I do like a, uh, a pretentious craft cocktail more than most, but um, I didn't really like it there. I I don't remember why. I thought the food was silly and expensive, and, and the drinks food. were. It was hard to get a drink. Like, it took a really long time to get a drink. You had to order... As soon as your, a drink arrived, you had to order another drink. Hmm. In order to not wait for a long time in between them. Uh, you know where I just had a, a really nice cocktail? We we went out to... And obviously this is cutting into the territory of uh, Greenbook, Redbook.com, which um, I took some new notes for, although I haven't updated in a while. Okay. I, I, you promised I Big promised, Papa. I pr- promised, promised Big Papa... me and Big Papa. ...that I would be coming... Back to update that site soon, and I took some notes at a new restaurant the other night. We tried out Sea Salt in downtown St. Pete at the Sundial. You've been to the Sundial lately? What is the Sundial? Okay, so Sundial, it's a mall. It's the central Ebor of downtown St. Pete. It used to be called something else. Baywalk? Yeah, yeah, now, yeah okay. now, it's, now it's called the Sundial. Sundial. That's probably a better name, honestly. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, it's good. I, I was wondering, you made me think they had built a, you know, some obelisk at the pier before blowing it up but that was the sundial and there's a restaurant I didn't, I didn't know uh it's not far off uh both geographically and thematically because they have built a big piece of artwork okay. called the sundial right. anyway there's a yeah there's some nice stuff there sea salt sea salt fancy restaurant you can read my full review at redbook no wait greenbookredbook.com i believe it is as soon as matt finishes it yeah and you, you have some things from New Orleans as well. Hopefully I do. To post there. I do. Okay, but yeah, the um, that din- that dinner was a it was a big letdown. Um, I was I-, I had high hopes for that restaurant because I heard good things and walking into it, I liked the look of it. And um, uh, but it was it was a big letdown. But afterwards, we walked right next door to Farm Table Kitchen, where they have a, a cocktail bar, and. I, because we, we were we were not feeling sea salt, so we skipped dessert. So we went to this place next door and walked in just to see what their dessert selection was like. They had um, they had a nice selection. Uh, my partner picked out a delicious buttermilk cake thing with a blackberry compote and a I don't know vanilla or white chocolate wafer on top and some creme fraiche and it was it was it was beautiful and it was delicious. And I got a cocktail, and the cocktail was awesome. So it had some... I have to warn you, though, if you go for a cocktail to Farm Table Kitchen, the menu is completely inscrutable for, for, <laughs> for two reasons. Every drink, number one, every drink is made with a spirit you've never heard of. So you have to either guess blindly or ask the bearded bartenders uh, okay. what it is you should drink if you normally drink X. So those are the two approaches. Number two, the second reason it's inscrutable is that their cocktail menu is always... All the cocktails are named after highlights from whatever the current 
exhibit is at the Dali Museum. Oh my gosh. Which means right now they're all named after M.C. Escher <laughs> drawings, <laughs> which I did not understand until I got to the bottom and I read the, um, there was a little fine print at the bottom explaining the, the theme of their menu. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then the bartender said, yeah, uh, coming in next is Disney at the Dali. So I guess that'll be easier to read at least. Yeah. Huh. But anyway, um, cocktail was delicious. It was made with some sort of herb infused uh, great alcohol that I had never heard of and, uh, you know, egg whites and lemon and basil and, but it was, it was lovely. Okay. So sea, uh, sea salt was a fail, but we, we plan to go back to farm table kitchen real soon for dinner. All right. We will try to get links in the show notes for those sure. places. Sure. Sure. That farm table kitchen, that would be a place where a steampunk switch panel would fit right in okay. at the bar. All right. Definitely fits their design aesthetic and, you know. It would be nice to know by by checking my phone if I could walk right in and sit at the bar for dinner. I like sitting at the bar for dinner. Do you like doing that? No. No. It's usually too noisy. I mean, if there's just two. More than two, obviously, it doesn't work. But if it's just, just one or two, I, don't, I like sitting at the bar. All right. Walk right in, usually. Yeah, that part, that part is nice, certainly. Yeah. You know, talking about the internet open switch, you know, the, the ramen place in my hood the, that is... Constantly swamped with a two-hour wait on, on you know, the, the prime nights. Good lord. Yeah, it's it's intense. They they have this... So the server there the other night, my friend Allie said, uh, Oh, we're on this app now called Dine Time. And it's, you know, it's like open table, but it's better because it's, you know, it's real time. And you put your name on the list and you can see how many people are in front of you and, and how long till your table. I thought, oh, all right. So I, I searched for this app later and I was having a hard time finding it. And I, after I did, I realized the reason is because no one is on this app. Like this app is, is have, has very few users and appears to be very lightly supported. The, the other restaurant, I'm I'm not even kidding. The other restaurant that uses this app is Cracker Barrel. Huh? I don't know how to, I mean, I, I don't know how to make sense of this in my mind. Uh, but the, um, it, it works. For the nominal purpose of getting ramen without waiting down there for two hours, like an animal. But it does not work very well. It does not tell you how long it will be till your table is ready. It does tell you how many parties are ahead of you. So you can sort of, as that counts down, you okay. can sort of, well, that's you know. Kind of handy. Yeah, it works. You can put your name on the list from home, which is the, the reason for its existence. But it is a it is a clunker of an app. So, honestly, Steampunk uh, Internet Open Sign Switch... And the restaurant's website would be, hmm. could could be an upgrade for yeah. some places, especially places that are just like too cool to take reservations. Uh-huh. And maybe could sell it to Cracker Barrel. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> could reel in Cracker Barrel as a customer. Well, you'd have to go not steampunk with the design aesthetic uh-huh. there. You have to uh-huh. go like uh, you know, what do you call that? Folksy. Yeah, you make it shape it like a butter churn. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> <You> churn the. <laughs> Got to wave your phone like you're churning butter in order to get an update uh-huh. on your table. People have trouble getting tables at the Cracker Barrel. I was there yesterday. What? Uh, in-laws. Uh, it was God. crowded, but not too bad. All right. Not like it was on New Year's Day last year. I, I feel like a jackass saying this now, but I, I just I sort of forgot that people go to Cracker Barrel. You know, it, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. No? Uh, no, you know, get a bunch of sides. Hmm. 
Sure, sure. All right. Well, have we got any other uh, real follow-up? Real follow-up. Uh, uh, after last episode, I talked to Ten Gallon Hatman a little bit uh, mm-hmm. at the Good Times Christmas party, uh, and he he had not listened to the full episode at the at that point, uh, but he he had listened to most of it. It sounded like um, so he liked what I was saying about um, my 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 note-taking application. Um, he felt some of my pain there and uh, recommended Google Keep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Which I asked you about before. I don't know if it was on the show. I don't think it was on the show, okay. no. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the Google Keep... I don't know. When I asked you about it before, uh, I'm pretty sure you blew it off because I got the feeling it just wasn't... I don't know. I had tried it a few years ago mm-hmm. when it first came out. Okay. When it first shipped. Um, and it was okay, but it was, there wasn't enough there to get me away from Evernote for more than 20 minutes. Yeah. It just, it was obvious that it just wasn't quite there, Mm -hmm. but in the few years in between, I mean, I knew they had, you know, put more features in and for one thing, I can't remove it from my phone. It is <laughs> it is built into my phone. I mean, it is a separate app on my phone, but I can't yeah. uninstall it. No, okay. Uh, I was a little peeved about that at first because I when I first got this phone about a year ago, and um, I've gone back to it on Tin Gallon Hatman's uh, recommendation, and I've enjoyed it a bit, mm-hmm. uh, mostly for when you start. Uh, a, a bulleted list a la Markdown with a dash mm-hmm. and a space and then you write a thing yeah. and then you want to do a new line and a dash and a space and another thing. Mm-hmm. When you hit return and go to that next line, it gives you the dash and the space automatically. Right. Which You mean like Google Docs used to but now it doesn't? <sighs> now Google Docs is so <laughs> fussy about for some reason. I don't know why. And the, and the Google Keep notes were so... I, I know it's easy to share the notes and as soon as I saw that I'm like, oh, well we should do this for our show notes instead of the Google Docs. <laughs> Uh, it would make it so much easier. But Google Keep has also been crashing on me mm. um, numerous times oh, while I'm typing in notes. Oh, dear. Um, and, yeah, this was, you know, what I was... What's the one thing it mustn't do? Yes, I know. Like, I am trying to capture my thinking here. I am trying to get down all of the bullet points of my ideal uh, baby wipe dispenser oh. design. Interesting. And it's crashing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Can't have it. No. So, um, it's got the nice thing with the bullet, the bullet yeah. list. It does seem pretty easy, uh, pretty low friction for just opening and starting to type. Definitely. If you've got, uh, you know, if you're already in the Android universe, you already, you probably already have a Google account as well. Right. Well, so yeah. there, there you go. You're, you know, you, you're already in there. You don't uh-huh. have to log in or do anything extra. Um, it's got a pretty nice, uh, Android widget. Oh. That is resizable. You know, I had that and on my old phone. I don't think does, I put that back on my new does phone. Does a quick? You can do a quick add note, which is pretty much a must-have feature for me. Quick add note. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's really what I would be after. Your thoughts are precious on Jody. my on my own app. Yes, my thoughts are precious. My my time is precious. You never know when you'll get projectile vomited upon. No. Um, you really so you want to get that typed in right now? With your, get your Christmas phone, party, get your right? phone back in the pocket uh, very quickly, and. Um, so yeah, low friction, and some of the it it does little graphical fussiness. The, the where checklist it, thing. Oh, I did like the checkbox. I kind of like the checkbox. I did like the checkbox because you, you you 
poke yeah. it, and yeah. it checks it, it. It strikes through the text, right? And then moves it to the bottom of your list. Yeah. So I like the, the checklist feature. Yeah, it's got a, a free text mode. Yeah. And then this checklist mode, which right. would be a shopping, shopping list. list. And then every time you go to a new line on that one, it gives you a new line with a checkbox. Correct. You don't have to do anything fussy. Yeah. Like in Evernote, you have to say, ooh, give, go up to the fancy bar and give me a checkbox here. And mm-hmm. then it's always weird about how it indents those and how it handles those. So yeah, the checkboxes were cool. Yeah. Um, the, the graphical rearranging of the notes on the screen, mm-hmm. when you go to the, the zoomed out view of show me all my notes. Right. And it wants to like rearrange them and put this note with not so much text over here and make it smaller, make this yeah. one bigger. And like, no, I, I hated that. that oh, that was, you that, was, like that? that was way too frou-frou. Especially on my phone, I went straight to the linear list where it's just a, a box, a box for each note. Hmm. Maybe I, I like kept, that better. Uh, on the desktop, though, in a browser, in a full, um, you know, a big computer browser, the the fussy note rearranging thing, flippy board, was, was kind of fun. I, I liked it. You could see, you could see yeah. more. It just doesn't work in the... The, what do you call it? Form factor of a yeah. I switched it to to linear view uh, pretty pretty quickly on my phone. So I should try that too. It was a good experiment um, for me. I, I like to. I'm not so much on New Year's resolutions, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll get more into this later. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think it's inevitable. <laughs> but I, it just happens this time of year. I end up trying to rejigger. My my oh, my note taking and my yeah. digital life a little bit. Yeah. So this would be the time, you know, I experiment with Google Keep, uh, like I have, or uh-huh. you know, try to redo my Evernote notebooks or my tagging system, which yeah. is really non-existent because tags <laughs> always end up being too fussy for me. Yeah, this is when I like reorder my index cards. Sure, sure. Yeah. That's just that time of year. It is. I got my. I think I got my big stack. Colors. Oh, color coded yeah. hipster PDA. That listeners, that is the sound of, of Matt's hipster huh. PDA. New York, New York. Yeah, uh, it's a business card for a bar that just fell out of my stack of index cards. Out of state. Yeah. I um I have used Keep and I do have one list in running list in there. No more than one that I that is still alive uh, that I still refer back to. I've got a list of movies when I hear about a movie that I want to see that I type into there. That's a good one. And then I can use the cross-off feature, and that's just kind of fun. And I have a list of um, of music that I want to uh, that I want to come back to. Started doing that years ago uh, in a in a mole skinny back when I always had one of those in my back pocket because I would go to a record store and then just stare at all the boxes and not even know what part of the alphabet to flip through. You, you know, <laughs> oh, okay. You know what I mean? You just need a little something to get you started. Like, oh, I love records. I love bands. I love lots of bands. It should be easy to find. <laughs> but if I walk into a record store, all of the music I'm interested in leaves my mind. Oh, no. And I just see all the Suddenly records. Suddenly you're and... Ralphie in front of Santa, drawing a blank. Exactly. Uh... That's exactly the, the problem. So I started keeping a list and now it's a, now it's a file on Google, Google Keep. And I type in notes for the show that I never ever come back to. So that was for that this list, show for this show. So that list is is effectively dead. I wonder. Let's see what's if my phone well, will let me in. But we've got this this list here. Yeah, I I I mean I'm, sometimes I'll keep a private list, but it's not in a dead spot. Yeah, it's not. Jeez, I'm man. not saying it's smart. Um, let's see. I don't. Where is keep on my phone? I can't even find it, listeners. He's tapping. Is He's swiping. Is it under? Oh my god. He's got it buried in a folder somewhere. I do. On his phone. I have to go to the alphabetical list. You're going to have to go in the app drawer. There it is. 
Okay. So let's see what's in the... Um, let's see, there's a restaurant review I typed one time when I didn't have my... Um, when I didn't have my green book. Uh, here's a tips thing where I've got a couple of passwords and... Um, the thing about where to get jambu flowers, uh, books I want to read. I don't even know what that means. Places I want to go driving, monthly bills, show ideas. Okay, so what's in here? Oh, there's a lot of text. And there's some stuff checked off. Okay, all right. Um, God, this is so old. The president says, quote, It is time for a new compact among the civilized peoples of this world to eradicate war at its most fundamental source, the corruption of young minds by violent ideology, unquote. And then I wrote a question, is he right, he being the president, about that being the most fundamental source of war? <laughs> I guess I wanted to talk to you about that at one time. I don't even remember entering mm-hmm. that in. Aristotle and the Invention of Science. Uh, some feedback about things that are long since forgotten. Uh, apparently my wife said at some point, your maturity level is lower than anyone would expect for your age. <laughs> um, and uh, a note that... That my partner is living the email nightmare I only hear about on Back to Work. And then faxes, question mark, with no context. Actually, I have a bit about faxes. <laughs> but, you know, people still fax things, Jody. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it. I don't know. I work at a place where uh, the, the HIPAA compliance specter is, is, is heavy over your, your, your head all the time. Yeah, see, so does my partner. And as much as I hate faxes, mm-hmm. it's secure. It's point to point in its way. It's yeah. secure in its own way, and yeah, you just can't get around it sometimes. So if if you were to tap a line old school and record the beeps and bloops, you couldn't turn that into a printout. Uh, if you recorded the all of the the bleep bloop bloop, right? I think you could. Okay, but because data is data, right? If one computer can read it, another computer can read it. Yes, but it, you know, in order to do that, you have to be on that wire. You need a high fidelity um, recording. A high, f- a high fidelity recording off of that wire, which right. is difficult to do without being the phone company or right. having a you know some kind of phone tap at the phone company. Gotcha. So more secure than That's... say passing it through part of the internet. Although, all right, somebody said to me the other day though that that traffic, that phone traffic, even local phone traffic, all becomes digital at some point. All becomes VoIP. At some point in the chain. Well, there's a difference between digital and IP. Okay. It, it doesn't necessarily go over IP. Yeah. But yes, all of the phone systems now are digital. Okay. Yes, but I have with to this make person, that distinction. Yeah. Okay. You're right, and that's an important distinction. But what this person was telling me was that that all phone traffic, even your fax traffic, becomes IP at some point. Yeah. Maybe. Even if you're faxing your neighbor. Maybe. Not that um, anyone should do that. Just walk over there and hand them an index. <laughs> Here's some heat-sensitive paper for you. Um, <laughs> do they make heat-sensitive? Yeah, some of the credit cards? card. Oh, hmm. Hmm. not sure what I do with that. But anyway, we'll just file that away. Uh, I'll put it in my Google Keep list. Yeah, uh, but hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully, so you know your facts. Yeah, that's nominally going over the phone system, right? The phone network. When it does transfer from the phone network to over the internet to wherever else, mm-hmm. the that part of it, yes, it's it's going over the open internet and it's you know basically being 
transferred among other people's computers at that point. But right. that that part's going to be encrypted. It's just got to be. How do we know that? You don't. But it... <laughs> oh, the tinfoil hat just gets so thick at that point. Yeah. I can't think about it. Well, encryption really is the the solution, right? Yes. I, did you did you ever uh, listen to the Star Talk interviews with Edward Snowden? I did. I'm the one that, that pointed you, you at pointed them. me at that, right? Uh, and right. I think we had a, a. I don't think we never talked about it. I don't think we uh, were supposed to talk about it. Or uh, it was in the notes for our silly planning episode, oh. uh, episode fifty-seven <laughs> and a half, right? Point five, right? Um, and I think I left the link in the show notes. Okay. Uh, so ho- hopefully you can. Go back and, and see that link. But it's uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's mm-hmm. uh, podcast show thing, internet radio show. Yeah. Called Star Talk. I, I really don't dig the format. I don't either. I can't. It's un- <laughs> I gonna unlistenable. Say, it is bad. Uh, he's got a <sighs> comedian co host. Um, and it was just too, I don't know, yeah. old, old time radio, 80s yeah. radio, morning com- zoo. Morning zoo uh, music, which is just. Crazy it was bad, and it went on for too long. the The bumpers went on for way too long. Bumpers, stingers, precap, and recap. I hate precap. You know, yeah. what, you know what I mean. When yeah. They, they say, Coming up after the break, we're going to talk to, and then they play a little clip of what they're going to be. You're, I'm already going to hear it. Like, tease I'm, the tease them. You got uh, to tease the listener. Yeah, I thought it was only TV that did that obnoxious like the anyway, reality shows, but no. But the interview with Edward Snowden, the content split across two episodes. Yes, was really good. Yeah, and Snowden is way smarter than I had given him credit for, and I already knew he was smart. Yeah, and he's he's a a thoughtful, reflective guy with a lot to say about about you know life here in the twenty first century. Yeah, I I I, I'm not sure. I didn't like the podcast, but um, you must have seen his interview with John Oliver. I did, yeah. That um, was also excellent. Yes, I, I ended up <laughs> seeing... very funny. I ended up seeing that on YouTube. Um, yeah. So that was really good. Yeah. Uh, he That one, you know, as John Oliver, Daily Show type things are, as they usually do, that was pretty cut up and heavily edited. So yeah. you know, there wasn't a lot of time for Snowden to, to, I think it's to still, wax intellectual. I think it still came across clearly how how smart and reflective he is. But uh, that that was a very different kind of conversation. The John Oliver conversation was about um, how do you get the public to care about privacy, about yeah. digital privacy, because yeah. the public clearly doesn't care. Because you know, in even in light of what we now know that governments around the world are are doing to surveil their citizens, people don't care. They don't. They don't rate it highly as an issue that they're concerned about. They haven't changed their uh, their behavior, or the, the apps they use, or the way they let people play with their data. People just don't care. So that was the, the take for, of the John Oliver piece, how do you get people to care? And it was all done through the language of dick pics, uh, yes. which was, it was really funny. Um, the Neil deGrasse Tyson article it was, was way more nerdy. In fact, they even had a, a long derail talking about their favorite science fiction, didn't they? I think there was a science fiction section. Yeah, I believe so. And and, and talking about the and did they also talk about the um, the Fermi paradox and the and how aliens might embed their encryption in the background noise of the universe? Yeah, and, it was. It, there was a, a bit about that. I thought that was was really bright. Um, yeah, that was interesting. How that once a civilization would be sufficiently advanced 
to encrypt their communications. They right. would just do all of it, and we wouldn't be able to, rec- you know, we yeah. wouldn't be able to distinguish them. So they might. So it's a way. It's a take on the Fermi paradox that I haven't heard before. The Fermi paradox, for anyone who doesn't know, is the idea that if if space is so vast, and if the uh, elements for the you know the basic building blocks for life which are, you know, various organic compounds and time, essentially, if the, these things are in such uh, such wide supply, which we know that they are, then where are all the aliens, yep. essentially? Where is everybody? If we, we, we say, we meaning like science communicators and educators like myself, uh, get asked all the time about this, about, you know, do you believe that, you know, do you, Mr. Teacher, believe that there are, are aliens? And I said, well, and I always, the conversation always, is, always goes the same way. There are two different questions you might be asking me. One question is, do I believe that this universe contains other similarly evolved beings like ourselves? And the answer to that question is almost certainly yes, I do believe that. If the question you're asking me is, do I believe that UFOs have visited the Earth and are abducting cows and turning them inside out or whatever, then the answer to that is definitively no. Uh, But uh, the first question is the more interesting one. The, The UFO question is dumb. And that's where you get to the Fermi paradox. If the universe is, um, as it seems to be, friendly to life, where is all the life? Where is everybody? Where is everybody? So Why haven't the, we heard from them? The Snowden corollary to the Fermi paradox. Right. So the Snowden is saying, essentially, and this is just to repeat what you said in slightly different words, he's saying that it, when a civilization reaches a sufficient point of advancement, and what he's actually talking about is that our civilization is on the tipping point of this. Yes. That we are at the point where encryption needs to be mandatory and universal and built into the way that we communicate at every level. That we need to get to, we need to evolve our communications to um, to keep up with our technology and our values, I guess, for about privacy and security. Um, and that what he's saying is that if we imagine a civilization that's past this point where they're, they're done having the conversation about whether or not we should care about the NSA le- looking at our dick pics, and they just encrypt everything, that this might be part of the reason we haven't detected the communications or broadcasts from other advanced civilizations, because they've evolved to the point where their communications are indistinguishable from the background noise of the universe. Because if you were going to... if That would be the ultimate encryption. Well, good, good encryption, and we can achieve this as well. Good encryption is noise. Correct. Indistinguishable from from noise. Yeah. And the best example of, of true noise is the cosmic microwave background, right? Yeah, The true. CMB, because, you know, the, the static you get on an old analog TV when you just listen to the universe is truly random in a way that computers have a very difficult time doing. And that was another thing they talked about on the show, that what, random number generators aren't really random. Uh... Right. Um, a, a lot of them in software are not. Uh, right. They're pseudo-random numbers. And you can get really good pseudo-random numbers, but not right. completely random. And there's tricks to work around it about how you initialize these... And you make it recursive. These things, yeah. The number it starts with and is the, also <laughs> semi-random. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's there's some really funny uh, stories about uh, people doing early work on this and how they... To try to get a, an initial source of randomness, they would train video cameras at lava lamps or listen to lightning yeah, strikes. Right. Just anything that was to get some kind of stuff happening. Right. Some non-human. Some non-human. non-human something that non-digital. a human brain doesn't, yeah. doesn't create. Yeah. Something from nature. And right. uh, now the, the best 
the best systems will uh, pool up this entropy. They call it an entropy pool. They will look oh, at okay. um, little things happening on your network card as the packets come in and out, the timing of that, the timing of the instructions on your CPU, okay. um, the mouse movement of your hand Ooh. on the cursor, um, and just, the, you know, it tries to pull randomness from all these different sources. Right. And um, it lets that pool up, and then it'll pick something out of there at random to initialize the, the thing that's pseudo-random, but not, you know, not quite completely random. But right. if you start it in a, you know, a weird spot that no one can predict, you're good. Right. So uh, just at a, at a certain point, you've got so many different possible chaotic events that predicting it is, you know, by any means practically impossible. You got it. Um, and there, there, have, there have been some fun security investigations where people setting up servers, web servers... Um, when they picked the uh, the keys to do the secure internet stuff, the, the encrypted internet traffic, mm-hmm. they wouldn't wait very long to have the key, the big long number, which is the key automatically generated. So the, the entropy en- state... Entropy couldn't pool enough. Right. It wasn't <laughs> random enough. So there would be, for the randomness they had, mm-hmm. they would get an answer. But somebody else starting from a, you know, a somewhat limited, less random state would get this, get the same key, even though, you know, that shouldn't be possible because it's a big, long, hairy number. Right. Um, but if you, you know, if you don't let, let it, let the system warm up, wow. you can, you can, you can run into trouble anyway. That's oh, sorry. Sorry for the encryption rabbit hole, everybody. It's that's, that's kind <laughs> of a favorite, is... favorite topic of mine. Yeah. It's super interesting. I, I still haven't uh, convinced anyone else to start using the, <laughs> the, uh, Tinfoil hat text app. I, you know what? It's gotten better. Although I wish they'd stop changing the name. It's now called Signal. It's called Signal. Can't stop the signal. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to put that in show notes. Yeah. Jody, um, Jody just wrote that on a card. So I, I, I'm I'm writing down what we need to add for links in the show notes. I do agree that the app works better than it used to. Yeah. In uh, terms of um, sending files and stuff, or like pictures and. Yeah, I've had less problems with MMSing. Yeah. Yeah. MMSing. So I've gotten you to use it. Yeah, I use it. I've gotten my wife to use it. Right. I think that's it. Mr. Pieces would have used it had he not had an iPhone. Yeah, so so my partner doesn't use it because she's on an iPhone. Oh, yeah. If you're um, on Android and your tinfoil hat is sufficiently thick, um, give give Signal a try. It's it's honestly a good messaging app. Um, Yeah. And it'll, it'll work even without... You know the encryption; it'll just seamlessly text whoever. Right. So you only get the um, the NSA unbreakable encryption if you're texting somebody else using the app. Yes. Because your devices will have exchanged keys. Yes. And you can you can even read them <laughs> using a, a, a different line. We have verified our keys in MeetSpace before, just to make sure that no one's listening. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Okay, that's really that's yeah. really tinfoil hatty now. Yeah. You don't have to you know, you don't have to go that far. Just download yeah. the app and try it. It's, it's cool. Yeah, it's a good messaging yeah. app. Moxie Merlin Spike. Oh right, Moxie Merlin Spike. Yeah. One of my hacker heroes. Right. Oh god. It's a callback. How are, Okay, so um let's see. Are we're we through th- the real follow up. We're through the real follow up, okay. Uh that took a long time. Yes it did. God. I think we did that on purpose because uh, well, I got I got two pieces of of fake follow up here. I I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk about this. I, I, let me just say that uh, there's a podcast we both enjoy called Startup on the Gimlet Network, and it's a it started as a meta podcast about starting the Gimlet Network. 
Yes. <laughs> startup about the startup about the. Anyway, they're doing. They're in the midst of a mini season focused on their own company again, um, having finished a season about a different company and being about to start a different season about a different company. I yes. I don't know what that's going to be. I haven't looked for spoilers online or anything, but in their little mini season about their own company, they did an episode called Diversity Report, where they talked about issues of workplace diversity and how they as a as as a, a fledgling technology slash intellectual property company are are thinking about diversity in their workplace and about the fact that they're a mostly white shop and how um that doesn't that doesn't comport with their values as you know well, just enlightened human beings. So, um, yeah, good. the, the, and the treatment of this was, it was super interesting to me because I've had a lot of conversations that have not gone well about, about diversity issues, let's just say, um, with people in my life that I, I know are, are good people who care about things like civil rights, uh, but don't really get the language of social justice and you can't just dive into a social justice conversation with somebody who hasn't had a real deep thought about their own privilege yet. Yeah. It, it, talking about privilege, whether it's with... Well, mainly talking about privilege with other white people is tricky. And in my experience, doesn't always go well. And I thought that this show, the Diversity Report episode of Start uh, Startup had a lot of really great talk about about privilege, about targeting, about um, institutional uh, institutional racism, and about why it's why these conversations are so difficult for people of, from both sides. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, and, and, I, I th and I why was, why you'd want to go after being being yeah, why diversity matters. Place, yeah. yeah, first principles. Why why diversity matters? Why not just hire the people, the best people who show up and turn in their resumes? Why um, why bother? Yeah, yeah. So I, I will recommend that. I won't say a lot about it or try to have a conversation about privilege on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, because obviously I'm tripping over my tongue just as describing this episode. Yeah, I thought it was really good. too. I thought it was great, and and it, and it wasn't just white people's voices that we got to hear. Uh, so that was nope. that was nice. So check that out. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. The other bit of fake follow-up, I don't know. I don't think we have time for one of my uh, skeptical jags. I think we'll just we'll just file that one away. All right. Uh, but um, funny, uh, funny, funny quote generators that I might use if I need some uh, lorem ipsum text to just fill in a fake website next time. It's really funny. Yeah. Just just pro tip: wisdomofchopra.com if you want to receive some wisdom about uh, cosmic consciousness and I'll, I'll, I, I can do a big skeptical jag some other time all right moving on I had two topic ideas uh, do we want to do a drive-by on the space one or do we want to punt on that uh well let's talk about it okay. uh, briefly and we can punt we can punt it for a real topic I, you know what let's do that let's do a real yeah topic. I don't want to just do a, a drive-by on that let's let's actually do our homework but to but we can tease it to tease tease it after the break Matt and Jody land a spaceship Ahuga. on its nozzle. <laughs> you said nozzle. Uh, but yeah, we had the um, the SpaceX uh, return landing right. happen. Right. Returned the vehicle to the 
to the earth right and this, yet top- again. this topic idea was sparked by very excited communications from Mr. Pieces who believes that this is a hugely significant step forward or milestone in in space exploration and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that maybe play a game where we rank things various space related things in terms of their importance like where does this fit in relation to the Rosetta mission or into uh, the Curiosity mission or, or in relation to Sputnik so um, we, we will we will circle back to this topic and talk about SpaceX and what they've achieved and how significant it is and we'll, we'll have to see if we can yeah if um, just if, if you're equally as excited as Mr. Pieces right uh, send, who for the record believes this is more significant than the moonshot that's that's a bold statement. Very bold. Okay, so, but we'll have to come back to that. Send in your bold or not so bold statements to sure. alyt.show at gmail.com. Absolutely. Yeah, if we get any reader response, we can make that part of the discussion. Reader response? That's not... Anyway. <laughs> Readers. It's very early. It's early, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So then our last, our last topic, this being the very last show that we're recording in 2015, although... I think there's a good chance that our listeners will be hearing it early in 2016. Right. Because I am leaving after this to go camping. Mm-hmm. There's a slim chance I'll get the editing done while camping. No? You're not going to edit? No. By solar power? I will I will do my very best to get this out into the internet uh, this coming weekend, but that will be after the first of the year. Yep. So, year in review. Year in review. All right, we picked a couple of categories. The idea was that we could come up with a list of categories, like like subjects, uh, subjects of life. You know, like in school, you get a you get you get a grade in social studies, you get a grade in science, you get a grade in English. Um, so we we picked just a few categories, uh, just just four that we pre agreed on that we're we're going to to grade ourselves. Yes. All right. So what are the four categories we picked? We've got jobby job, jobby job, right. home maintenance. Health and fitness, mm-hmm. uh, and husbandry, and parenting. Right. Okay. So some some fairly light topics like you know home maintenance <laughs> and other 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 more important things like being a parent or a husband. Whew. So we're we're go- we're going on the um, the standard Florida public school system grading, right? Yes. Now, have you used pluses and minuses? I have. Okay, so have I. I have a letter and then a and then a, an ionization after it. Okay, me, me. So, so do I. <laughs> All right, so should we start with jobby job performance? Yeah. All right. I gave myself a B minus, and my thinking there was that I am generally still performing at a pretty high level. I am enjoying going into work more than any year I've ever had this job, and. I am I'm getting good engagement from the students a lot of the time, you know, we're having good discussions. I've got one physics honors class that has basically become like inquiry skills, <laughs> which I love um, and is very, very stimulating for me. And, um, and I think, I think the kids in, in that class in particular are really getting a lot out of it. Uh, the reason it's a, a B minus and not higher is that I'm still falling down in in aspects of time management and getting high quality feedback on the kids' assignments back to them quickly. In other words, grading, which every teacher knows is the 
is just the worst. <laughs> and it, and it it's and it's also hugely important. And I'm not doing, I'm not being the best version of my my teacher self in that regard. So, you know. Anyway, uh, B minus for my jobby job performance, um, which is the highest of any of the grades I gave myself. Oh wow! I just, just realized I should have ended with that oh, one. Oh wow! All right. Okay. Well, we have that. We just have that category listed first. Yeah. So right. uh, we can shuffle them around no, uh, as you see it. fit later. No. So I also gave myself a B minus on okay. the jobby job. Um, it's it probably went better this year than last year. Um, I have been uh, one of my my goals from my supervisor and the executive director of the company was to help help train up my minion type person um hmm. he's not you know he's not my direct subordinate or anything but no. he's not like neil no definitely not like neil another deep callback uh very deep deep cut callback but uh the powers that be think i did okay i got a pretty good raise for next year oh that's nice so I'm glad about that because I have one mortgage payment going up and my health care, my medical insurance bill is going up next year. Hmm. That was fun to find out about that the same day. Got those emails. Nice. You know how sometimes you get you get on the rhythm where it's like every bank, every bill, every, you know, robot emails you kind of at the same time. Yeah. And you got to go, got to go through. Uh, I had that happen to me and two of the, two of the bills going up 50 bucks a month. So not um, a huge not a huge increase there. My and my you know my raise will cover it. So that's cool. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so they think I'm they think I'm doing okay. I I honestly think I did okay. I had the side projects we talked about last episode to yeah. to keep me sane because it's it's nothing new I'm I'm doing. So that's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Um, the the one project I had that I could really take ownership of this year and, and do it all top to bottom. And it really suited my skill set a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Uh, it went really well. It went so well. I had nothing to fix for most of the year. You know, like I never got to go back to that project. Uh, wow. the, the statistician who was at the other end of it mm -hmm. consuming the, uh, the data, it was supposed to be compliance data for this iPad app, right? It was actually a, okay. a, a visual therapy iPad application. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, don't call it Tetris. It is falling blocks. Nobody wanted a copyright or trademark dispute on this, uh, you know, medical study. Right. Uh, so it was the sort of the, the results of this, this gameplay in a, in a big fat log file that we'd get. I had to, to process all of those. Um, but uh, we we realized there was some some hinkiness with the clock hmm. in that log file to where the you know the start record and the end hmm. record sometimes the time would be flipped so the boxes are falling faster than light could be I had not thought about that it's that's exactly true. the superluminal yeah. neutrino problem yeah but with falling blocks uh huh uh huh that's good superluminal falling blocks yeah anyway the once, once the <laughs> <laughs> once the statistician it's saw terrible. that. I was like, look, that's what's in the log file. I can't do any better than that. And she was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> so, I don't know. I was able to rejigger some stuff and, and help her out. At least getting her the original ordering of the rows in the log file, even if those were out of yeah. timestamp order. Mm. Anyway, that's all. Super <laughs> rabbit hole. But yes, folks, this was my favorite project from this year. <laughs> that's fascinating. 
and I realized um, right at the end of the year, uh, I am still bad at handing out my time estimates. Oh. Which is, this is a thing that programmers everywhere, software people everywhere battle with. Uh, it can be just hard to, when you get the project, to say, it's going to take me a week or a month or whatever. Sure. Because you never know what problems you're going to run into. Who's... If it's interesting enough to be hard, yeah, that means there are at least aspects of it that you have not already done exactly that thing, so you don't know what you're going to run into. You know sure. what I mean? yeah. Don't know what you don't know. Exactly. The unknown unknowns. What's the uh, what's the the name for the law about how everything takes longer than you think, even when accounting for this law? Even when accounting for somebody's law. Uh, Damn it. I can't I can't I can't remember it. It's not Godwin's law. Nope. That's it's not, not Murphy's law. Arguing on the internet. I think it's a corollary to Murphy's law, actually. Um and then there's that other law that every... Hofstadter's law. Hofstadter's law. Very right. good. I was supposed to remember that because I was like, I'm, that's one that I'm going to I'm gonna make stick in my head, you know? Um, because isn't that the last, last name of one of the characters on Big Bang? Not it that, is. Not that that's a show I really enjoy, but... That is um, Leonard's right. last name. Hofstadter. Is Dr. Hofstadter. Hofstadter's law. It always takes longer than you expect, even when you take into account Hofstadter's law. Yes. That is Hofstadter's law. Mm-hmm. I was, just, I was just telling my kids about this the other day. So I, I, I made my my advanced placement students a sheet where I asked them to... I told them, these are the things that you would do between now and the day you take your first semester exam if you wanted to ace the exam. You would do all of these things. However, we all know, let's all be honest with each other, we all know that most of the people in the room are not going to do all of these things. Okay. You may do some of them. You may do... I, I hope you will do at least some of them. <laughs> you may. Some of the people in the room will do none of them. So what I'd like you to do is use this sheet as a planning tool to uh, say when you think you're going to do these items, if you think you will, and uh, how long you predict that they will take. And then I ask them to turn that in uh, digitally uh, as a scanner or a picture just to give them another hurdle to jump um, through the through our intranet, our school yeah, bullshit okay. thing. Um, and then they're supposed to turn it in again on the day of their exam. With, so there were, there were four columns. When you think you're going to do it, how long you predict it'll take, when you actually did it, how long it actually took. Mm, nice. And so I, I and so this is an exercise in, in planning and in intellectual honesty, obviously, and in also um, and in Hofstadter's law. And I told them <laughs> without, and I didn't have that on the tip of my. I knew it was a thing, but I couldn't think of it when I was talking to them. And I said, "Listen, one thing, one thing I have learned through experience is that if you want to avoid disappointing people or just yourself or being, you know, mad and disappointed yourself about how long something takes." Whatever your first, whatever your first guess is, double it. Just double it, and then maybe double it again if it's something you've never tried before. Yeah. You know, when I think about a, a home maintenance, which is the next category we're going to talk about, when I think of a home-related project, I when I when I think about the mechanics and the tools that I'll use and the materials I'll need and how long I think it'll take, I then just immediately double it. If I think it should take me, you know. Half a day. If it should take me half a day to do this thing, it should take me one weekend to build this shed. Well, double it, and you know what? Maybe double the budget as well. Yeah, yeah. Like like the painting the house project or the building the shed project both went um, 
over the well over the best case budget, but under the doubled okay, worst case <laughs> budget okay. that I had in my mind. So what I realized that I had been doing, I have uh, sort of two time estimates I could give. Okay. Okay. One is how long is it going to take me to build this thing on our development server and test it and like have it ready to go? Okay. That's kind of like my time. All right. All right. But the other answer is how long will it then take to get it deployed to the live server, jump through all the hoops that needs to happen Mm -hmm. to get it uh, for real done so that, you know, other people at the company will see that it's fixed or built or whatever. And the people at all the clinics around the country will Mm -hmm. also be able to use it. Right. So all your controllers. Yeah, all the middleware is updated. Yep, got the Python on the rails. Yeah. Boy. Welcome to uh, This Week in Tech. (laughs) Welcome to Matt Matt throws around software buzzwords. After the break, Matt throws around more software buzzwords. Incorrectly uses buzzwords from software development. Agile Scrum! Yes. Okay. So, (laughs) I have been... uh, If I say the first number, which is, Mm -hmm. like, it's going to take me three hours, four hours to do this and like get it worked up and, and pretty much fixed to where I know that it's not really going to take me any more time. But you, as the end user of this thing, don't, can't see that it's fixed, right? So okay. I've been not saying that first number, which is this much smaller number. Oh. Because it's led to this all sorts of confusion. Wait, I thought that, I thought you were done with that. You said that was only going to take a day. Well, I'm sorry, our next deployment window is not until next week. <laughs> Right? Gotcha. Uh, So, because, yes, we have this big involved deployment process, which that's another rabbit hole. Not even going to talk about that. Okay. That's for the best, I think. (sighs) So, yes, it's done, but you can't see that it's done until next week. Gotcha. So, I had been leaning heavily towards the big number, which is... Next week. Or two weeks. It could could be up to two weeks for me to fix a typo on the website. Holy s***. Yes. That, again, why I hate it. But oh my god! So I've been saying the big number. Yeah. But occasionally, people will get confused and think it's going to take me eighty hours to fix the typo. <laughs> yeah. I see the okay. Yeah. I see the problem you're describing now. I understand. So I'm trying to cover my ass by saying yeah. the big number. Uh huh. But, but I, I that might make you look like an idiot. Yeah. And it has, to a person who doesn't understand. And the it has a couple. Of, yeah. Yes, it has a couple of times. Okay. And and if they had said. Right then at that meeting, or right when I was talking, seriously, it's going to take you two weeks to fix that? No, 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 no. It's going to take me an hour to fix it. Yeah. But it's not going to get deployed until next week, when then you'll know that it's fixed. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah. I need to say both numbers. I'm, I, I, I really need to get in the habit of saying both numbers. I see what you, yeah, that's, well, that seems like kind of an easy fix. Yeah. If you, uh, you just have to change your... I, I just... Your habit. I know it's been going on most of the year, I, and I have a bad feeling that no one said anything the whole time. Oh. <laughs> so so you I, think there's I don't know how much of a bad impact this has made. Okay. Well, you just I, said you got a. You just said you got a, a nice raise, and yeah, you yeah, know yeah. they have some sort of metrics with which they evaluate you. Yes. They, they evaluate the shit out of us. You have to write a. Well, this is a. This is a much smaller. You know. Enterprise than the hill than the 
the huge uh, district school system. Yeah, we're the also fifth county. largest in the fifth largest in the country. Yes, I believe, yes, here. big big school system machinery. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, you know, the, all the and we can't get into a huge thing about evaluation, but the 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 elaborate system which was brought on by the Bill Melinda Gates grant. Ah, uh, right. That that whole thing that our district did in partnership with the Bill and Melinda Foundation, it, it's it's all getting scrapped or revamped. It's mostly getting scrapped, and wow. they're pulling the money because we're not sticking to the we're not sticking to the program, and uh, so we're you know they've given I mean they've given hundreds of millions to this district, but they're not going to continue to give on the schedule that was promised because we haven't kept up our end of the bargain gotcha. as a district because of various fights between the district and the union and, and you know, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, yeah, but I, I, um, I, I am still rated highly effective, which is the top rating okay. for a teacher in this district under this, under the outgoing scheme. And uh, did you hear about this this ridiculous boondoggle on the uh, on the news? That there's this thing called the best and brightest scholarship for teachers, which is not a scholarship; it's just a gift. So, so some <laughs> no. some legislator thought, "Oh, we ought to we need to encourage." I honestly, I don't know what they were thinking. I guess the best, the most charitable version of the idea is that. A legislator thought we need to encourage smart, talented people to either come to education or stay in the business okay. of education. So let's provide a scholarship or an incentive or whatever for um, people with who in the past have had high test a scores. Nobel Prize for teachers. That's that. Except all all it is is basically it's about bragging about your SATs. So <laughs> what they said was. The way, the way it got deployed or implemented was that they would take this big pool of money, which they made available through, a, you know, by passing a law. They created a big pool of money. They're going to divide it up among all the teachers who qualify in, in the state. And to qualify, you had to have above X score on your SAT or ACT when you took it as a high school kid. <laughs> or it was percentile. So anybody, oh in, the, anybody in the top um, top 20th percentile or, you know, the... In the 80th or better percentile on those tests when they took them. Oh my gosh. Which, so this started a run on SAT reports because to get your paper report where they said they only were accepting official from the college board uh -huh. or, or whatever the other company is, official paper reports. So unless your mom still has that in a box somewhere, oh I mean, assuming gosh. you're an adult, yeah. right? Or I'm nominally an adult. I asked my mom, <laughs> stupid question. You have a box somewhere with my SAT scores in it. She's like, uh, no. Um, she looked around for me, you know, she because there are things like that in mothers' houses. Sometimes, but, sure. Uh, no, no, no luck. So it looked like, and, and you can order from the College Board. You can order sure. old score reports, right? It's like getting a copy of your transcript. Exactly, right? you should be able to get a, a new one. Right. Okay. So transcript, getting a transcript from USF, you you order that, pay for it online. It shows up uh, two three days later. Getting your score report from SAT, they were running like a twelve month backlog. Oh no, <laughs> because, longer than a passport. <laughs> because of because of this program and the big spike in demand for old scores. Wow, which is a slower process anyway. Like if you if you took it in the last five years or whatever, you can get it instantly in your email. Yeah, but if oh, you geez. if it's if it's ten years ago, 
you know, even before the big spike in demand, it was why would they have? Yeah, they're going into the microfish or whatever at that that point. So, so I couldn't get a copy of my official report. So what I did was I got I got my um, official transcript from said local university, which has the scores on it. However, they said they weren't going to be accepting those because it didn't have it had the scores but not the percentiles. And so when oh. I had the conversation with the woman, the, the one woman in the, that upside down pyramid building downtown, that hideous district school building, uh, there was apparently one woman in charge of, of aggregating these scores and deciding which ones would and wouldn't uh, count. So when I talked to her, I said, well, you know, here's the score right here. And it's like, well, it, number one, it doesn't have the year in which you took it. Number two, it doesn't have the percentile. So, I, and I said, well, I have also printed out and brought with me. Um, a copy of the uh, percentile, this percentile the cut breakdown. scores from the College Board's website. You could access all this in a PDF. You from had to find year. it. From the year I took the SAT, which I which I know what year I took the SAT. Right. However, I can't prove what year I took the SAT. Oh, no. And she's like, well, how do we know? I'm like, okay, I see it's in the, the 99th percentile in the year you printed out. And we have all this data, but how do we know it was in the... In the top 80th percentile, if if the year was different, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, do you hear what you just said? I didn't say this, obviously. But, I mean, this is in the top 1% or 2% of every year in the 90s. Or or the early 2000s. Pick any year, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I wasn't the only one fighting this battle, and eventually the union got involved. Not, How much not, money are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about maybe like eight grand. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, nice. it's like, it's almost real money. So, uh, in the end... Uh, I did get an email that said I was approved uh, and I would be receiving the non-scholarship scholarship. It's just a gift. It's just a gift. It it, it makes no sense. I don't see how it's going to attract anyone because it's a one-time thing. If you weren't already uh, hired... You, how would you even know about it? I mean, even if you heard about it in the news and rushed to apply, you, there's no way you could have become a teacher in time to get the scholarship because of the scholarship. Like it wasn't. It's not possible <laughs> that this worked as an incentive to bring in anyone new. Whether or not it works as an incentive for people to, who, you know, smart people who are teachers to stay teachers, I, I think that's a pretty dubious proposition uh, myself. But I'm certainly not going to turn down the money because it might yeah, be like eight grand. Anyway, all that, right, that was a big deal. We got to blast through the rest of the categories. Okay. I am running out of time here. I'm yeah. really sorry. Uh, no, I know we got to go. All right, home maintenance. Home maintenance. Go. I give myself a C minus. I feel really bad about being a bad landlord this year. Uh, they did get a new uh, above the range microwave, which that goes back to your, your um, quadruple home pro- home related projects. That was a ugh, hanging hanging an above the range mm-hmm. microwave was harder than I thought. Double, um, double the time, double the number of trips you plan yeah. to make to Home Depot. <laughs> so you know, and if if. Uh, I don't know. I just I feel like a bad landlord with babies. I you know there's not a whole a lot I can do. Yeah. Uh, but I did uh, this month, right at the end of 2015, get the trees maintained at my current residence, which looks way better. Uh, so I'm glad about that. Um, and one of my babysitters has turned out to be a landscaping wizard as well. Oh, nice. So she's been helping out with that, and that's been fantastic. So that makes me, at least makes me feel like a good homeowner. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I also gave myself a C minus, coincidentally. We did not share these uh, previously. I, I, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, I don't have the excuse of babies <laughs> and I don't have more than one house maintained. 
and yet uh, I feel like I'm I'm not doing all that good of a job, ba- mainly because there are some there are some things that need to happen with our house, you know. And we got the exterior painted last year, and but the floors need refinishing, and the the bathroom. My my partner is making a lot of noise about redoing the bathroom, and I've been very resistant to even thinking about it because she when she thinks about projects like this. All she imagines is how nice it'll be when it's done. And all I think about is the hassle and expense. Okay. Right? So I, I realize this, that we think about these things a completely different way. <laughs> and she thinks, well, you know, we'll just, yeah, it'll cost money. It'll take time. But we'll do it, and then it'll be done. And then won't that be nice? And I'm just thinking, it's going to be weeks of disruption. going to have no and, bathroom for weeks. And it's going to be hugely expensive. And she's not possibly thinking about how much work this is going to be for me or how disruptive it'll be to our lives or how much it'll actually cost. And and I, I realize that we just have totally different ways of thinking about um, home improvement projects. So I've been very resistant and, and probably kind of a jerk about it. <laughs> and um, and whereas she is is, to my mind being too optimistic and and naive about how hard and expensive these things will be but at some point i need to stop being a jerk and actually do the work to figure out like i haven't even done the research to figure out if i'm right about right. how much of a hassle right. so anyway that's how i could be a better um homeowner by uh at, at least at least doing the work of figuring out how hard this stuff is going to be so c minus there all right next category Health and fitness. Whew. I gave myself a C plus. Nice. I did well in uh, September, November there for my my race. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, How'd that go? It, it was good. Did you get um, to the, the twenty minute mark? I was like twenty minutes, twenty seconds, I think. Okay. So I I beat my personal best. Yeah. But did not crack the twenty minutes. But I was so close that I was still really happy. Yeah, I mean, I um, think you can take a take a yeah. So, but then I immediately stopped running. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't really I don't think I've I've been running since I did uh, take the babies out for a long walk last night which was really nice uh, yeah so uh, the rest of the year I've been pretty bad yeah I this is my harshest grade for myself um, I gave myself a D no plus because I I, although I did okay on the first half of the year, uh, you know, much like reshuffling your index cards, the first first part of the year is when I do most of my running. Um, you know, part of that is the the sort of New Year's impetus to, to be better, and part of it is just the weather is more conducive to it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did a lot of good running in the first part of the year, and um, and then I have been just I have just been a sloth these last. Whew, at least four or five months. And that's honestly the longest stretch of not running that I've done in years, which is something about which I'm a bit ashamed. Um, I ran uh, two days ago uh, just to kind of see what it would be like. And uh, it was terrible. It was awful. (laughs) I I hated it. Um, But I have a a goal since we need to wrap up. Um, Both of the... New Year's resolutions, I know not everybody's comfortable with that term, but both of the New Year's resolutions that I've settled on involve health and fitness, and one of them involves running. So my goal for 2016 is 100 runs, which I think is achievable. That's that's almost two per week. Okay. But 
you know, that means there'll be some, because there'll be, inevitably, there'll be some weeks with one run or zero runs, which means there'll have to be other weeks with three runs. So I, I don't think I've, I don't think I've set a goal that I can't possibly hit, you know, like, you know, run 150 times. I think that would be impossible. But I think I can do 100 runs, even if some of them are kind of pathetic, uh, walky runs, like, okay. the, like the one I did two days ago. <laughs> I did not, I was not able to keep uh, running the entire time, but... Anyway, so that's that's one of my my goals. The other one is a uh, health related goal. Some of which is is a little personal for the internet, but the part I'm willing to share is that I I need to figure out my health insurance situation. I need to get a primary care physician that I can stand to visit, and then get a physical. And I also want to talk. To uh, I want to have a doctor I can talk to, whereas right now I don't, because I have health questions that I want to discuss okay. with, with said physician. Yeah. I don't have a doctor I can talk to either. Uh, yeah, and well, I, it, it's what is wrong with us? Can be hard to find. Yeah, it, that's I the don't. other thing. It's that the, there's so much friction in the process. Yeah, that's anyway. That those are my two health and um, right. fitness related goals. Those are good, and uh, and that's why I've given myself a D because I, I've been I have not been. As healthy as I should be. But, moving along to our final category. Final category. It's getting hot in here. We need to do the final category. <laughs> Which is um, being a husband and parent. This is a tough one. This was my high mark. Oh, good. I gave myself a B plus on this one. Good for you. Not for the husbanding part, but for the parenting part. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's going okay. Um, well, that's great to hear. Yeah. You know they're they're getting getting bigger and getting curiouser and smarter and more mobile. Curiouser and curiouser. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's cool. It, sometimes I feel like there's really nothing I could do to to screw up. They're just yeah. gonna do whatever. Care, careful with that kind of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I think there's an element of truth in that, though. That I mean, your kids are gonna be who they're gonna be. Yeah. Right. Because they've got the genes that they've got. So, you know, but then there's all that epigenetic um, cycles within cycles. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm trying to keep the the the, the methylation down on the on the uh, the bad genes or however that <laughs> epigenetic stuff works. We don't we don't really know. Um, we know it does work. We don't really know. And uh, yeah, so they're they're gaining weight. That's good. Uh, baby A should be walking any day now. Uh, baby B, while better at standing. Mm-hmm. Is uh, not really moving his feet. Hmm. Wonder if they'll. I wonder if they'll wind up with, like different. I, you, I mean, it's a good thing we're recording these things for posterity for the internet because it'll be interesting to look back and see if the differences you, you perceive now correlate with differences that will be evident later, ten years from yeah. now, or, or or twenty years from uh, now. I'm sure there will be plenty of things that we can, you know, connect. Anecdotally and yeah, and whatever. except it'll all be just backfilling narrative, yeah. and and our that's how our but uh, are. they're they're really different so far. Uh, it's it's pretty funny. That's super interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, so so parenting, I think I think I'm doing okay. Uh, and so yeah, that's that's my high grade. I, yeah, oh. I feel like everything else is kind of falling apart, but the, <laughs> the babies, well, the babies are doing well. You know, priority wise, that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah we went. Uh, they went through their first, uh, you know, for real sickness. They had the mm-hmm. roseola virus. Ooh, 
Um, Not so familiar with this one. It is uh, it is a human herpes virus. Welcome to This Week in Virology. Yes, now virology. Um, human herpes virus 6 or 7, I can't remember which strain it is. Okay. It is a double-stranded DNA virus. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, you get a, a two or three day fever, mm-hmm. followed by a skin rash. Hmm. So, but not serious like the. Sometimes the fever can get pretty serious. The yeah, fevers are dangerous. They did not get all that high of a fever. Yeah, topped out at one oh two and change, I think. But that was only spiking, so it wasn't too bad. We were a little worried. We were on the yeah. horn with the the triage line at the pediatrician. Um, so. But we we never had to take him to the emergency room or anything. Finally, when the skin rash showed up, we did we did take him because yeah. that was like one symptom too many. We were like, "What's going on?" And the yeah. doctor took one look at him. At, at this point, it was just baby A. Yeah, took one look at A and said, "Yep, roseola, second case I've seen in 24 hours." His brother hasn't gotten it. That's weird. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Usually, by the time the skin rash is happening, uh, yeah, it's not contagious anymore. That's the final the, through the incubation. That's period. the final thing. He says, "Usually, by the time the skin rash." They would have had it by now, so it's weird he hasn't gotten it. But he did get it a day later. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so we got through that, uh, and then it's been you know, sort of random wintertime sniffles and, and stuff as well. Sure. Um, Whereas the projectile vomiting of one thirty a.m. this morning—that's just a that general, it's a I thing think, that babies do. I think uh, he it was either uh, gas pain or tooth pain. Yes, he was it was really fussy crying hard a couple hours before when he initially went to bed mm-hmm. it's tough to get him to bed at, at the normal time and then when he woke up again i was trying to get uh, a little bit of the infant tylenol in him yeah <laughs> oh, no. and he was just crying so hard and like sobbing and you know and I, I was like spinning him around and trying to squirt the stuff in his mouth and all of a sudden it was just blah everywhere <laughs> um so yeah and it you know he didn't show any other signs after that um of uh of nausea but yeah as well those things yeah so it goes yeah all right well i'll give myself my final grade final grade as uh, a as a husband i'm not not, a, not so much a parent not a parent um i guess i am a pet owner i've had to spend a lot on that damn cat <laughs> yeah we talked about the cat last episode and thought about that um i gave myself a, a c here no, no plus. I, I, I don't know exactly why or that I really want to talk about why, but I don't know. I think this is part of the sort of general dissatisfaction I have with myself um, right now, and you know. Even in the area where I rated myself most highly, the the jobby job performance, I gave myself a B minus. I, I feel like I could be a better version of myself in a lot of regards, right now, and that includes probably, um, no, definitely includes in my, uh, you know, primary romantic relationship. I don't know why I said primary romantic relationship. <laughs> you got a lot of secondary. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I'm just. It doesn't mean anything. Just words coming out of my mouth. I um, I feel like I could be a better person, a better version of myself for myself, and that would likely make me a better version of the of a of a husband as well. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah, I don't want to dwell on it, but I would like. 2016 to be different in a few ways than 
2015. And whether that's taking care of my house, taking care of my relationships, taking care of my body, um, or taking care of the students um, whose education I'm partially responsible for, I feel like I could be a better person in 2016 than I was in 2015. Um, I'm not... I'm, I, I'm no longer naive enough to believe that a random, uh, randomly significant date on the calendar is enough to change who I am as a human being. Uh, I've been disappointed too many times. You know, I understand that that's just not realistic, but honestly, if I can, if I can run once or twice a week, that makes my brain work better. That makes, that that ups my energy and and that, just that will help me be a better human being. Yeah. If I can stick to it. All right. So maybe the hundred runs is the, uh, hundred runs. That's the the key. That's the keystone. Okay. And, um, yeah, for example, this morning, my brain is not working well. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if the listeners can tell, but it just, it's, you know, it's winter break. I'm staying up late. I'm drinking too much because I don't have to get up early. And, you know, and I woke up this morning just kind of in a haze. And um, I need to have fewer hazy mornings in 2016. All right. Fewer hazy mornings in 2016. I like that. Is it title? I, I can, yeah. I, I. I hope for that for myself too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we gotta end it because I gotta go. I gotta go as well. We gotta go camping. You gotta go camping. My, my uh, both of our stomachs are growling. Yeah, you, getting, you heard that too. Okay, getting warm in here. I don't know if that came across in the audio. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> it's kind of gross. Um, yeah, uh, my partner is turning this camping trip into a glamping trip. Um, Oh, cut that out. I don't even want to say that. All right. All right, folks. Happy New Year's, listener. Happy New Year's. It's over.